stamp them them uh, two two of those dormitories in in January, uh, which there's there's two sets of toilets in each of them, uh, showers, sinks. Um, th- that's the main issue. So plumbers is what we're really looking for at the moment. Um, uh, tilers as well, and. Um, that's our main project this year now. Um, I actually have a few pictures there. You can kind of see the state of, of some of the bedrooms. Um, My God. Th- and you can see water that's actually leaking leaking from the, the toilets back out into the, the bedrooms where, where they have bunk beds and kids standing in this stagnant water uh, coming from the toilets. So the smell is atrocious in them. Um, uh, it's it's just really appalling. It's actually hard to stomach it when you actually go in. Um, so that's our that's our main project now this year. Um, so it's going to take a few pounds to do it. We're we'll obviously be looking for help from the uh, from Irish people to to to, to help fund it. Um, thing about our charity as well is that there's nobody getting paid. Um, no, no member at all at any stage has ever received any money. So everything that's raised, um, and that's this is one of the things that we really try to drive home is everything that is raised uh, through fundraising in Ireland goes directly to the project. Yeah. Nothing is wasted on on administration fees or anything like that. So that's one of the one of the big things. It's phenomenal, guys. And as I'm just looking at this picture, you can kind of see that I suppose the awareness. They're not really aware that there's there's higher standards out there. I think in those no. countries they haven't no. they have no other expectations. Other no, they don't. Saw. No, no. Um, a lot of these kids, um, they they might never get to go to go home because some of them could be uh, from from villages that are maybe 800 miles away, mm. and even when summer holidays and stuff like that come, they still stay in the blind school. Um, we met one kid there the last time we were there and he was uh, he he had another uh, young boy beside him like who didn't seem to be blind and we were asking what the story is and um, uh, we were told that uh, that was his brother that his brother had come with him uh, when he was five years of age whatever like because they were from like a thousand kilometers away from from the blind school and he'd come with them with him and he'd stay with him since and uh, we would have usually a party for the uh, for the kids there before we leave and you know you would see this this young boy you know with a bottle of coke or whatever like and uh, he would be helping his brother to drink it um, really heart moving stuff like and now the other thing about it is we found the people in Ethiopia absolutely lovely people um, so friendly so thankful for us to be there and um, it was really a great experience, the whole thing. Absolutely. I'm sure it'd be life kind of changing when you see those kind of things. Oh, definitely, the, yeah, the definitely. The impact that you can have yeah, is phenomenal. Yeah. I suppose it only takes a few people with the, what's the word, the right plans and that action that want to help, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, um, um, look at, um, over the years, like, from all the different projects from, from 2000 on, on um, there's been a huge amount of money raised all locally, like, and yeah. it, it's it's great to see, um, you know, the Irish people so willing to to help. Absolutely, what's well, phenomenal? I'm just looking at the picture here, and I can't get over it. Just, uh, the, what's the temperature? Is it really, really warm out in that country? Or um, no, I mean, re- really, like, I mean, people kind of expect, I, I suppose, when when you look at um, uh, 
the time of the big famine that they had back in yeah. uh, the 80s where you know live aid and stuff was was being involved um there was uh you you kind of think that maybe ethiopia is a bit of a desert or whatever like but it's not really it's quite green where we were like um okay. now having said that when we were there they hadn't had rain for eight months um okay. so uh but it's still quite green and usually when they do get r rain when it comes into the rainy season um things just flourish then all of a sh all of a sudden like um but the amount of people that's that's there is is staggering i mean uh, this is a small town of sabeta like and there's just the streets are mad um you've got you know goats and cattle and sheep and horses and everything roam in the middle of the road and there's tuk-tuks flying around the place there's minibuses with 50 people hanging out of them <laughs> there's it's just, it's just it's a different world completely it's it's um uh there's a lot of litter, um, I would say. There's litter everywhere. The smell isn't great around the place. Uh, but it is a different world completely, like, to what we're used to here. Um, I mean, when you think about in the, the time of, of Live Aid, when they had the big famine, there was 40 million people in Ethiopia. And um, uh, back in 2019, when we were there, the, co the country's population uh, was 110 million. So it had gone up that much. And... Um, uh, that probably isn't even the true number. It's probably more than that because a lot of births don't, wouldn't be registered in that. My God! And is there? Is I suppose would there be? Is there many teachers in these places? Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. the teachers are there and everything. Um, uh, they all on very small money to mm. to teach there. Like um, the classroom conditions and stuff would be pretty poor as well. There isn't there isn't much. They haven't don't have much resources and that like. Um, Patrick and Mary have actually been um, uh, Mary Clark that uh, when they were over there volunteering for for two years, yeah. um, they actually got involved with building a, another school slightly further out the, out the country, and um, because all they basically had there was a, a mud hut, and that's what was and kids sitting on the floor and that. So they actually um, did their own bit of charity work as well, and they got locals to build a little school there as well. So um, they've been doing huge work there over the last um, number of years. Probably t they're they're about probably ten years helping with with better like you know. God, I think I just I can't get over it. It's such it's it's so heartwarming to hear these things mm -hmm. and the, the incredible people that go into doing the. I just think it's phenomenal work you do, and like. So yeah, you have your bunch of volunteers, but if anyone wants to, you know, help towards funding, how can they contact you? Uh, well, how can they help? We we have a Facebook page. Um, we have a website. Um, I don't know really who's taking over, the, <laughs> taking care of the website at yeah. the moment. They can contact me directly. Um, uh, I can give you my number uh, there. That that you know anybody can contact me directly on it. Um, but probably Facebook is probably the best 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 way of getting in touch with us. Like if they want to help, um, uh, we have an account set up in our local credit union. Uh, it's building for children account. Uh, it's Athenry Credit Union with in the Ballygar branch. Um, so they can always um, donate directly into that if they'd like. Um, or as I said, get in contact with me. Have RTE tried to get footage or anything for me to see? Uh, no, well, we haven't really done much about that in fairness, yeah. like, you know. Um, I think things like this people need to see. It's just phenomenal because I suppose it inspires others to 
to think that oh god that's possible actually we can go out and try it like yeah I mean look we were a bit dubious in the beginning as to uh, trying to do a project so far away from home and yeah. not knowing the materials and how we're going to get it done that quick and that but you know it really did come together now we had we had great help as well from from a, a local um, man out in, in Sabetta um, working as his name I won't even try and pronounce his second name um, <laughs> But uh, he had a small bit of English, like, and he was a great, great guy to kind of get things for us or know where to get things, and he was a big help to us, like, you know. But as I said, very friendly people, and um, uh, you know, they'd, they'd, get, they'd give you their shirt off their back, like, you know, they're, even though they have so little, like, you know. And is there is there many English speaking out there? Is there much of that? Is uh, it's uh, well. What they, what's their it's it's probably better than 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 uh, where we were in, in Belarus and that. Like you would yeah. get more English speaking people out there, right? I mean, even the director of the blind school, he has a little bit of English, like you know. And kids are being taught English a bit in school, like so. You yeah you you, you do have um, quite a few that have a few words of English, but they mightn't have much. That's phenomenal. So, guys, I suppose we'll I'll have the number here in studio, so you can always come in and ask for David's number and get involved that way. But thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me here. Uh, again, it's phenomenal. Fair play to you. The work you do is just incredible. And definitely, let's hope now that you get more funding and more people start reaching out because the work, it's so rare to find people like you that are going out. And this it's, it's the small communities that make a massive difference, I feel, abroad. So fair play to you. Thanks so much, David, for coming Thanks a million, Kira. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, guys, that was David Mulroney from Building for Children. Amazing, amazing work what they're doing. But, guys, I am joined now in studio by Erica. Erica is part of the Comhorla Young People's Council. And so each week um, we're going to have one of them come on and tell us about an issue that is affecting them. They feel the young people in the area and I suppose in life in general. Erica, yeah. tell us, what do you find is affecting the young people today? So, one thing, and I think a lot of people know about this, I think it's very, wild, in a way it's wildly known in some sense, but I think there's a lot of problem that lies within social media and the internet. Yeah. And personally, I'm not an angel. I don't, you know, only spend 30 minutes on, you know, social media <laughs> or the internet or, you know, I do spend quite a lot of time on it and you know I can even though I spend so much time there's like and it's nice sometimes you know you see nice videos and you know heartwarming things and some those are the things the internet should be used for like you see stories like um, you'd see a lot of stories with can you help me find whoever and they get find, found in the end and that's what I feel the internet should be used for yeah. but recently I feel with young people or not even only young people I feel like this is within adults as well so many people misuse it yeah. it's like when they because they have so much power in it they're anonymous they don't have to show their face they can keep their username as user whatever yeah. if they're trying to be you know hunted down they can change their IP address to somewhere abroad so they can't get yeah. found if it's something really serious mm-hmm. like so many people e- abuse that power that they have and use it to hurt hurt people in a really bad way mm-hmm. and like you'd see problems nowadays where like you know such heavy things would happen one person will be targeted and it's like and but nobody knows the parents don't even know not even teachers know mm-hmm. because it's all going on 
in a device and they it's not like they can look through the device it's not like they can you know they're like in movies they can't travel through the internet they can't physically see it and i feel like a lot of um mental health problems like a lot of problems come from social media like mental health Mm. um bullying and you know in some sense you'd kind of think like oh well what kind of problems would come what kind of mental health problems would come from from just looking at the social media just from looking at the internet there's one problem that I feel like a lot of young people have is where we kind of look comparing yeah comparison comparing is such and it's such a normal thing as well to compare and it's sometimes it's you know good to compare like if you did something like that you feel you regret and you look at another person say okay well how can I you know how can I change my actions to become a nicer person maybe like this person but sometimes we um we use that comparison for something that can really damage our mental health. Absolutely. And like the internet is so fake yeah, <laughs> as well, but we don't realize it because a lot of people just believe what they're seeing and they think, well I'm seeing this with my own two eyes. How is this not real? And then they end up compa- comparing themselves, which I feel like is a big toll on mental health. But also on the bullying side, um, a few, I think a few weeks ago, I think it could be last month or the month before, I went to an anti-bullying cons- consultation where, yeah. w- where we talked about, you know, where bullying goes on and where, um, you know, outside of school even. And there were so many people. We kind of like went around in tables. So like we'd be put into a group and we'd go around to each table. I feel like almost most of the tables I saw online. Yeah. Or I saw the internet or I saw something like that like phones devices and it was like it was kind of it kind of wakes you up to think wow this is a problem like and like do you feel like you have friends even around you that you can see the visible effects that the internet's having in the last few years as you've gotten older I suppose when you're younger, you're yeah. kind of using Nintendo. I suppose Nintendo wasn't in your... No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I had a Nintendo DS, uh, 3DS. I suppose that kind of your introduction to technology, but I suppose phones... Um, when did you... What age group now is the typical age group for a young person to get a phone? What's really surprising was... I We were talking about this at the anti-bullying thing as well. Yeah. A lot of people said, like, eight. Eight. And I was... I didn't personally I didn't get my phone until I was 13 I think and I was but I feel like a lot of my friends had it when they were 8 they'd have and most people most kids would start off with tablets and they'd start with those off when they're 6 it's crazy and I was thinking what was I doing when I was 6 well I was just I wasn't even I was just playing on my DS I'd say (laughs) I use my mom's DS should they be given phones so do you think if they were held back a little bit longer from giving them a phone um, do you think that would help the problem, or do you feel like it is something that the the people that will say work specifically with protection yeah. on the internet and things like that is it something do you think that needs to be done there, or do you think are we at the point where maybe they shouldn't be given the phone so young? I feel like we I was discussing this before as well with someone. I feel like it still is up to the parent whether they want to give their a child a phone or not and you know they know the dangers because they have a phone themselves and they'd you know they'd probably know more because you know they'd be on you know they'd have like news apps and things like that absolutely so i feel like maybe not a phone that you can but sometimes it's nice best to have a phone because at such a young age for safety because the world is really dangerous right now unfortunately 
and it's gone much more dangerous as the year goes years go on so if a young child has a phone and knows how to ring their mom or dad and they're in a dangerous situation or they know to call they know to call the emergency numbers then it can help them what rather than just running because running from a dangerous situation sometimes doesn't even help it can be even more dangerous okay so you don't think so we so no to the saying given the phone to we we leave them given the phones but do you think then do you think there should be some sort of extra monitoring yeah on I age f- groups or how do you block that i feel yeah there should definitely be more age monitoring i feel like sometimes people don't understand how bad it is to lie about their age on certain things i know a lot of people would lie about their age to get on certain apps but there's an age there's an age restriction for a reason i feel like you know there's like age restrictions on some sort some apps like some apps would be fine like you know um like messaging apps like they don't have much dangers to it especially if it's just phones even though they'd have like an age restriction those ones might be fine but things like social media like those have an age restriction for a reason and they they do that to keep other users safe and like even with youtube as well they have you know youtube kids they have that for a reason absolutely i just had i had a quick little look up there now for tiktok so the age restriction is um users must be at least 13 years old to sign up yeah and you and when you're using the actual app itself you'd see like eight-year-olds on it and especially on tiktok i feel the security isn't that great but i'm saying this for all social media platforms really um it's 13 as well on snapchat so it seems yeah. to be around the bracket of 13 but you're saying you find that there's a lot of younger yeah like users using i would have been like i don't know fourth third maybe even second like second third fourth class and i'd see there'd be people using snapchat and i'm like hold on and like my mom would always tell me she used to be quite strict with that kind of thing she'd always yeah. tell me the age restrictions and why it's important to have mm-hmm. them and it's to keep the users like safe yes because like snapchat there's a lot of things that go on there have, spe- you, have you heard stories even in your own um i suppose your own community like your community of friends or even your own school if you heard some issues arise out of the use of social media on, on snapchat yeah there's like you know pic- like things going around on snapchat like even though the pictures disappear a lot of yeah. people know this the pictures do disappear you can still save them in chat that's why a lot of people like i feel like older people don't know you can still save certain pictures in chat okay. so sometimes if it's like funny pictures it'd go around and then they'd be like oh my god what's this person doing kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like it's like really hard like to fix that in a way you can't really fix it because in a way snapchat didn't do anything to abuse that Mm -hmm. you know saving in chat is sometimes a good thing yeah because i like even in my like whenever i'm chatting with my friends and like i have personally have snapchat myself they'd send me a snap and i think oh this is this is kind of interesting or like they send like a cool video or something yeah like sometimes it'd be of my friends like like i'm quite in a I have a lot of friends that do music so if they send me like videos of their music through a snap I can save it in chat so I'd be like okay this is cool or I'd use some pictures for something because I'd we'd on snapchat you wanted someone's birthday you're like happy birthday whoever and like share it on your story kind of thing yeah and like so snapchat didn't really abuse it in a way it was more the people who are actually using the app themselves 
and like pictures things would go around and in this like there was nothing there is, are some apps that do need to have their like policy changed or security much much tighter like like I feel like things like Instagram um, TikTok and Twitter should definitely have more security than it already does because like things on TikTok will be on the news because yeah it's targeted a lot of it's advertisements as well if you notice that as well I suppose and kids are under so much pressure then to have all these things Mm -hmm. I think I had a look there it's the statistics of the mental health problem that social media is causing in Ireland yeah 51% of 16 to 18 year olds and 18 to 24 year olds it's 35% of their problems and then older than that as well it's 20% of the problems so it seems to be the younger generations see they're 45 to 54 percent yeah um of the again that's 16 to 18 year olds they see that they're blaming that to be their their mental health issues is the social media yeah and i think comparison it's very true isn't mm -hmm. it and i think because it's younger we have more time yes whereas you know if you're the older you get you get you might get have less time because you're allowed to go to more places yeah. or you know you have jobs or things like that yeah. whereas the younger you are the more time you have like yes like you can do sports and you can still hang out with your friends but at the end of the day you do have more time than an 18 year old in the middle of their leaving search would or someone in college would do you feel as well that is there peer pressure to be on social media yeah comes up free i I feel like it does. I know a, f- a few people who had no interest in like certain apps. They got the apps because there were group chats. Like there'd be like there'd be like group chats like in a certain community, like sports group chats, and like they'd always be talking about that during practice or things like that, or when they're all together in real life, they talk about what happened in the group chat. But because my friends didn't have those apps, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So in the end, they just got they got those apps in the end so they'd know you know they'd know um what they're talking about and so they keep they can keep up to date in a way so in a way it's kind of peer pressure like you don't really get bullied like oh haha you don't have a certain thing or like haha like why don't you have that like there's not really that it's more you're kind of to try and keep up to date what is going around like what is going on around the place which I feel it is like oh like there's nothing wrong with it in a way but like just it can lead to certain things like it's fine that you can like there's no problem with it it's actually nice that you're trying to keep up to date and like you're trying to socialize and things like that that's a good thing and like those kind of apps there's no really problems but then they're like oh haha this funny video on whatever app and a lot of those apps you can't watch the video unless you have the app itself so then it's kind of a chain in a way choice yeah so it's leaving you and this thing as well it's like there's such an exclusion that you guess was you can feel sometimes very excluded yeah you're not on these apps yeah there's there definitely is like a lot of exclusion like it's like i don't know how to describe it but it's just like you'd feel more like not an outcast but you'd kind of feel you know, a bit like you're by yourself because ev- 
the majority of your group or majority of friends have these kind of things and you're the one person and then say you don't have those apps you'd be like one of the very few people less than a handful of people who don't have those apps or who don't use those kind of certain things which does make a lot of like you know it doesn't create like lon- like it can make you feel lonely in a way because you know they're like talking about like certain things like oh my god this was so funny or oh my god did you see the group chat last night no I'll check it now and you're like what the hell's going on and you know you don't really if it's something that's going on behind the screen you don't really bother to you know kind of catch up like try to catch up about it or like you don't really try to tell people who aren't in the group chat about it because then again they're not part of it and I feel like that's kind of a normal thing if you're not part of something you don't really talk to another person about it which definitely is one part in social media that could create mental health problems or it just could be really bad for your mental health like it can be tiring to feel like lonely that lonely all the time in a sense exactly exactly Erica again do you find as well celebrities just while we're on the yeah. topic of music things that you yeah. find like celebrities as well that you're very vulnerable to their influence as well on social media and do you find that's affecting as well your friends and things like that oh yeah definitely like it definitely affects like younger people like you'd see celebrities they'd be like advertising like like celebrities are supposed to be perfect they're supposed to like you know at the you know at the really bad stereotypical thinking this shouldn't be the way of thinking but it is really stereotypical that you know celebrities have perfect skin they're like you know they can do like they can if especially if it's music wise they can sing like like amazing they can you know they can they can do a lot of things that are like amazing much better than a regular person could in a way that's the stereotypical way of thinking and I feel like how that affects young people is especially with their looks like a lot of us don't realise how much time goes in to a certain celebrity's look or how much money especially we don't realise how much money or time it goes into making certain celebrities look like they do on their you know like the song paparazzi photos and it kind of adds not really it kind of for some people this doesn't apply to all people and what I've said so far doesn't apply to all people but for some people it can also make them kind of in a way jealous kind of they're like why can't I be like that like why can't I look as perfect as them why don't I have why aren't I as skinny as they are or you know certain things like that and we don't realise how much money goes into making that into how they look and how mu- how tiring it is for the celebrity itself Absolutely. to look like that. And it just causes unnecessary pressure for people who see them to be like, okay, I need to be like this now. And I feel like one thing that we could do to like solve a lot of these things is to have more knowledge to be like you would they would teach you like people would teach us like you know it's bad like dangers of social media but I feel like true stories need to be told on like incidents that have happened on social media those need to be taught and also how fake social media is 
those things aren't taught unless you reach the right side of unless you reach a certain account count which is very hard to do yeah unless you reach a certain account that lets you know what's fake like how fake social media is like those accounts you know a lot of people say oh they're cringy they're not though they're actually helping a lot of people absolutely and like people who especially body conscious they're like they'd especially like tell you how fake social media is and you don't have to be like those kind of people and also i feel like real life incidents should be taught because some incidents that have happened on social media are scary they're like really dangerous but they could happen to anyone yeah it's so true and it's not taught enough it's not we're not told about it enough and yes it can be scary to know about them but if you're scared of it or if you know that that kind of thing has happened and could happen to you it kind of makes you more cautious and you know then you know to properly report things if you see something that isn't great um kind of contact an upper level of that app to say look this is going on and if we know about these incidents then we can be more careful and everyone can be more careful I feel yeah absolutely Erica well listen thank you so much Erica for coming on this morning thank and you from and representing Comhorla the Young People's Council and telling us about the issues that you have found amongst yourself and the other fellow council members that you've been discussing thanks for bringing up all those points today and telling us about how you personally feel on the stance and as well educating us because a lot of us listening in it doesn't matter what age we are a lot of us are because we're not in that age bracket we might not be informed and might not realize what is and how these function how they work and what are the issues with them and so thank you for shedding a lot of lot of light on that thank and you. guys thank you for listening in to me kira on good morning ross common this morning and my fantastic guest as well in earlier on david um, who told us all about the amazing work they're doing abroad in the orphanages and guys definitely if you are also a community group organisation or are doing any kind of work at all humanitarianism, humanitarianism or other please do contact us in the studio you can call the studio on 09066 28161 or you can text 083 and guys, again, we can highlight these issues and highlight the amazing works that you're all doing to help people in the community. So I'll be back with you next week. So take care, guys. And let's, I can see it's getting a little bit brighter as well outside. So let's hope the rest of the day is going to be a lot more magical for us. So until then, thank you. <laughs>